0: To episode two of Fuel the Firefighters podcast. I'm Jackie Altman and I'm Andy Vaughn. Hi, Andy. Hey. And we today have a special guest, Matt Heron. Hello, everybody. Hi. We're going to talk about what Fuel the Firefighters is really quick. It's an organization, a nonprofit started by me. Uh, Last year, I woke up one morning, the the day before 9-11, and I thought I wanted to uh, buy lunch for the fire station near me. And it just kind of turned into this nonprofit movement of I wanted to show appreciation to all the firefighters, hopefully eventually across America on the weekend of 9-11. I would love to, to blitz all the fire stations with love and lunch and money. And that is my plan. Eventually we'll have a grant dedicated to the fire stations. If you guys ever need anything, you can always apply and we will hopefully be able to fulfill your needs. And um, yeah, so uh, if you would like to donate to my nonprofit organization, you can go to my website, www.fuelthefirefighters.org. And also upcoming, we have a, ga- a gala on uh, March 25th, and more details will be said later when we have those details, <laughs> LOL. Uh, something about maybe Instagram too, and you too. Uh, Facebook. We do have Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, so for this episode, we're going to be delving into the world of being a rookie firefighter with Matt. Matt, how long have you been a firefighter for? Uh,
1: I've been a firefighter for about five weeks <laughs> total after outside of the training. I'm brand new.
0: So you're so you're still like wiping up the kitchen and mopping. Oh out.
1: yeah, oh yeah. I've got about two seconds on. So.
0: Oh, that's so funny. Well, when I first went around to let the fire stations know I was coming with lunch, they and I mentioned that I was starting a podcast, all the more seasoned firefighters kind of pushed you toward me. I think they were kind of joking, but I was like, I'll take him. I'll take him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stories to tell. Did you
2: fight fire before you were in this current station?
1: No, no, I haven't been a firefighter before before now, so.
0: Not a volunteer or anything? Not a volunteer, nothing. So, brand new. Great like I can smell the new car.
1: Bits. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> smiling way too much.
0: You're <laughs> sleeping really That's well. On your off days. Yeah. 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 That's funny. And I just want to mention uh, for the purpose of this podcast, any stories that you share that no names of patients will be, will be mentioned or they'll be altered. So, uh, so are you from Dallas? Yeah, I uh, I grew
1: up in a small town north of Dallas uh, called Salina, so it was real small. Whenever we my family moved there in uh, 99, 1999. and I was so I was four years old then, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, there's about fifteen hundred people back then, and now I think it's getting close to forty
0: thousand. I know, um, and I remember ninety nine, crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Salina is actually where I got my my dogs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Blanca if she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so is this your first career?
1: Yeah, this is really my first career job. Um, I've, I worked a bunch of different things before becoming a firefighter. Uh, I went to college at Oklahoma State. Um,
0: okay.
1: I went thinking I was going to be a professional trumpet player. Uh, grew up playing trumpet, loved it, And, um, but about halfway through, uh, I realized that that really wasn't what my true calling was. And, um, you know, I just, I felt like I needed to head in a different direction. Um, and firefighting was the clear option to me. My dad was a firefighter growing up. Um, so I had seen him and, um, do that and, and live that career and that life. And, um, that's definitely one of the bigger reasons why I decided to become a firefighter was because of my dad. Um, but yeah, I made that decision about halfway through, finished out my degree, um, and moved home back to DFW and, uh, got married and, uh, just worked a bunch of different jobs, whatever I could while I was saving up money to go through school and applying to different fire departments. Um, and, um, so I was about halfway through a fire academy, um, when I got hired. Um, by the fire department and they were able to put me through school
2: um, and uh, get me into the department that way. That's great. Do you ever play the trumpet for the station? God. It's going to ask. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Every now and then um, I play taps on Memorial Day. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll, I have brought my trumpet in for like just random, <laughs> like a random serenade or two. <laughs> sometimes to wake some of the guys up in the morning,
2: uh, <laughs> it's a little change. Yeah. It <laughs> change, especially too, like get up. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Let me ask you this really fast. If it's okay, where would you have potentially played or, or where would you have gone maybe for a career as a professional trumpet player? Just curious. Um,
1: I think I would have probably gone to Nashville, either mm-hmm. Nashville or New York. Um, because I just I love so I love jazz like pop commercial music that's where I feel like I I really uh, uh, do well playing in and so you know I could have either gone to maybe Broadway to work with the uh, musical uh, bands or uh, just been in a recording studio in Nashville um, you know laying down tracks for different artists so well we're glad you're fighting fire oh my gosh <laughs> thank you yeah All me right. too my my wife is as well
0: <laughs> you have your trumpet with you
1: no uh i don't have it with me unfortunately
0: Oh, uh, okay. you have a harmonica or something no something <laughs> 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 right getting off the road right right yeah rabbit hole, rabbit hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh so wait so how old are you then now? Uh, i'm 27 27. Oh, you were close, Andy. I was trying to put the math together really fast. Right. So, so you were in, 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 uh, training to be a firefighter before you got hired on.
1: Yes, ma'am. So I was working full-time and, uh, going to fire Academy at night and on the weekends. Um, and I was during that time, I was also applying to different departments that will Put you through their own fire academy and EMT and paramedic school um, so I was just kind of getting some things in order trying to get my certifications just in case I didn't get hired uh,
0: okay
2: yeah you know, and I so s- then they went on and put you through when they hired you on yeah there.
1: so yeah I just once I got hired by the department I'm working for now I left the academy I was in and they put me through a academy to get all my certifications right
0: if you left that academy to go the other, to the other academy, did you have to start all over?
1: Yeah, I had to start all over from square one,
0: yeah. uh, but it was okay. I,
1: <laughs> I'm not going to talk bad about the place I was at before, but uh, I definitely got a better training experience uh, with the department I'm working for now.
0: That's so. great. That's great. And are you a, so you are a rookie firefighter. What certifications do you have then when you first graduate? So,
1: um, for the department I work for, you have to have your firefighter certification and uh, your paramedic. Um, okay. and then, yeah, to get to get to paramedic, you have to get EMT uh, before that.
2: Did but, you have to get intermediate also, or was there a bridge? No,
1: That's no so the way we did it, we, uh, we did EMT school, got our EMT certification, then we did a fire academy, got our fire certification, then paramedic school.
2: Her medical is hard. All of the um, the drugs and the calculations is so yeah. It's (laughs) it's very difficult. I still
1: have a lot of studying to do. Um, You know, there. I mean, you could probably look at something every day and still learn something new.
2: Yeah, and you'll have your. You know, you'll have your ways of figuring it out or carrying with you. I remember having notes and sticking them in my book and things like that. Mm. Things are all digital now. So yeah, well- we've got
1: a, we've got an app that tells us drug doses, drug dosages, um, everything like that. It makes it really easy.
2: Wonderful, <laughs> Yes. Well, good for you. Cause I went through, it, um, EMT, then EMTI, then pyramid. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. When, how long ago was that? Well, I got off the truck. Uh, I got I got off the truck in 2006. Yeah, it's been a minute, but it all comes back. I worked a wreck over here where I live not long ago because I was uh-huh. a seeing the car was on fire and he was thankfully out of it. But it all, wow.
1: came
2: yeah. And then yeah. everybody came to help and they all got jobs and it was my scene. Even when the when the fire <laughs> the fire rolls up and I started telling him, he's hey, you know, y- la- la- la, I'm telling them and then they're like, we got this. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Because <laughs> I was like, I got his neck, you know, I can stabilize. I need you to get me this, and then you've got that. Mm-hmm. I, off all. <laughs> I, <was writing. laughs> I had a pen, I was writing on him, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, okay, you can have it. I'll
1: go
0: yeah. on. Yes. But it doesn't go away. It's like yeah. right no.
1: That's cool. That's really cool.
0: I've never ridden on a truck. Nope. Mm-hmm. But I, I have lost many a teeth. <laughs> and, I, and I technically know how to stay alive, staying alive. I can do some CPR if I have to. Because
1: uh-huh. you're a dental
0: hygienist, is that right? I was going to say you may want to wrap that in because yeah, I lost sorry. a lot of teeth and it didn't really go. <laughs> I'm a dental hygienist. Yeah. yeah. But I did once help deliver a baby. Really? That yes that's a big story that's a it big is yeah. a story it is that's a yeah, yes that's I, a messy story <laughs> it's a <laughs> great, great person's bathroom yeah and oh my gosh if yeah. they're if they're listening again i apologize it, yeah. <laughs> they threw away they had to throw away like half their towels half their sheets I'm like, what a do bathroom. you do what do you do and what do you do? the ambulance came right after the baby did
2: mm-hmm. that's usually how it works when those speedy ones like that.
0: Yeah. And uh, that's about it for me. And uh, so your shift is for your department, it's 24 hours on, right? And then 40 off. Mm -hmm. And you've only been on the job for five weeks. Have you been hazed?
1: (laughs) No, definitely not been hazed. No hazing. No Mm -hmm.
0: pranking? Uh,
1: I mean, there's some agitation, playful, uh, joking and you know every now and then, but no no hazing, no hazing.
2: No. Okay. <laughs> so they're supportive and kind of like is there let me ask you this on your specific shift or on other like the shift behind you and well I don't know if, what are you a b or c I'm c shift on c shift is there anybody that comes on a or that leaves b in the morning when you come on I'll just rephrase this sorry when you come mm-hmm. on in the morning is anybody from b kind of like you know older brother or like a mentor or is anybody on C that kind of comes in or anybody on your current shift where they taking you under their wing or are they all just super helpful and supportive?
1: Yeah, I would say they're all really helpful and supportive. Um, you know, some more so than others, but no one has no one, you know, anytime I've had a question, uh any one of the crew, uh my crewmates have been willing to answer and help out in any way they could. Um, So yeah, I don't I don't have any complaints about that at all.
2: That's great. And I'm sure like over time, because I know in my current role and my job and in my previous roles, there's always been someone I sort of gravitated towards as a newer member of the team to kind of get the answers. And it's like, oh, I'm not sure about what, you know, this, that. So that's exciting I, I, yeah.
0: I did for your career to take off. And- it does Thank feel you. like a family over there, a lot of camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the pranking, we're going to go back to that because <laughs> I'm going to say, I, I heard that there's pranking, and uh, but their but their rules are you can't mess with the person's safety gear, or whatever you call bunker it, gear. the bunker gear yeah. or the sleeping quarters. But everything else is is fair game.
1: Yeah, it, it has been pretty fair game. We I'm I'm at a particularly busy station, so to be honest, there's there's not a lot of time to prank.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Do, you, um, do you get a? Do you guys normally get? I mean, since you've been there the last few weeks, I mean, do you get seven, eight hours at night or are y'all running all night? Oh,
1: no. I've, and I, I did my paramedic internship at this station. Um, and I mean, I've, there's never been a night where we've gotten seven or eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so y'all go grocery shop together when you first come on or does some, does that happen sometimes? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we'll go, um, it's, it depends on who's cooking, uh, and what, Uh, apparatus they're riding. So, if the person that's cooking is on the engine, the engine will go get groceries. If the person that's cooking is on the truck, the truck will go get it. Um, So, but that usually happens around right after breakfast time. So, somewhere around nine or ten.
2: How many engines are in your station?
1: So, we've got one engine, uh, one truck, two ambulances, and uh, there are two uh, uh, air bottle. They work on the air packs. So uh, they're SCBA technicians. So they refill the bottles. Um, they will, if there's something malfunctioning with the bottles, they're certified to repair the packs. Um, and so they can they take care of that and the oxygen bottles that go on the
2: ambulances. That's great.
1: So it's a, it's a busy, it's a big station. There are 14 people there assigned. Um, and right now we've got a paramedic intern a EMT intern, and then myself on probation as well. So there's 16 of us now
0: there every day. Goodness. So I just, I always like to ask this question because it's near and dear to my heart. It's one of the reasons why I started the nonprofit uh, because of what happened on 9-11, uh, 2001. Do you remember where you were on that day?
2: You were, yeah. Yeah, I
0: was... Um, I was in Mrs. Horn's kindergarten
1: class.
2: Kindergarten, oh goodness,
1: oh my god, young, oh, <laughs> <was> too young. I <laughs>
0: um, you don't really remember, right? But do you? Yeah, remember?
1: I mean, I remember uh, some of my friends getting picked up from school early that day. Um, I'm not. I don't know if my dad was working, was on shift that day or not, but I didn't get picked up. We got home and. I think my parents kind of talked me through a little bit about what happened. I saw some footage from the news, yeah. you know, but I, I didn't really, I don't think I really understood what yeah. was going on. Just knew that
0: something really terrible had happened. So, uh, so being that you haven't been on the job for too long, has there anything interesting happened so far that you wanted to share with us?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, there's, it was, so my first day, I, I get there, um, I got to the station at like 5.15 or so. And I am talking to my buddy who is on uh, B-shift, who is in my academy class. So we went out to the field at the same time. And um, we're just talking about his, he just had his first day. I'm about to start mine, just asking him all about it. And I'm getting my stuff on the, on the uh, engine and boom, the tones drop, let's roll them, we got a structure fire working, and so, you know, 5.30 in the morning, first day, first call, we've got a fire, and it was, um, it was a, in a hotel, it was a high-rise, and so, um, just ended up being a three-alarm fire, really big event, Um, and that was just, I just remember, you know, getting my stuff on while we're driving, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is happening. Like <laughs> You know, so much training. I mean, we, I was in training for about a year and a half before getting out into the field. And, you know, you're thinking about it all the time, like, okay, this could happen. This could happen. And, you know, it's, you know, it's really surreal, um, you know, rolling up, you know, lights and sirens at, you know, five thirty in the morning, getting all your gear on and
2: like, you're gone in the O2, you're the pack, the whole bit.
1: Yeah. You're getting everything. And, you know, we get there and, we, you know, we were, I think the third or fourth engine on scene. Uh, so we, we carried resources up to uh, the 10th floor. Fire was on the 12th floor. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and you had to climb all those stairs?
1: Yeah, we had to climb the stairs. It was uh, it was an abandoned hotel. Um, so the elevators weren't working. There's no power. Um, the standpipes where we would connect to flow water to the fire floor uh, were not oper- not in operation. Um, so we they had to use a truck. They hooked up an engine to a truck and put the ladder up to the 10th floor. And then we took a hose from that and took it up to the 12th
2: floor. But you had a pumper tanker there, I would assume, that could fill you. I mean, yeah, so it was,
1: um, our, our trucks are um, solely trucks. Um, so they only, they're only, it's only a ladder. It doesn't have a pump on it. So the, well, our engines will hook up to the truck and pump the water through the ladder pipe. Um, so it's called a flying standpipe. Okay. Um, so yeah. that was just a really cool way to say, here, welcome to the fire service, you know?
2: <laughs> so if it was five weeks when you started, when was your actual first day? Was it was August. my
1: first day was August 25th.
2: I wanted to, if we could just take a second, uh, thinking about nine eleven and and how it did anybody and on your shift or the other shifts, was there any kind of a moment of silence or a word or anything shared? I mean, I don't wonder. Yeah, we,
1: that. so I worked on September 10th. Um, and so we talked about different things and, you know, I, um, we talked about kind of the experiences that the firemen up there had, and we listened to some of the radio communications, you know, all that stuff is online. And um, it's just, it is gut-wrenching listening. And, you know, you've, those guys, true, true heroes. I mean, you know, especially after the first tower fell. Yep. And And you've got all those guys still in the second tower and, you know, it's probably going to come down in their head, but they're thinking, okay, how many, pe- how many more people can I get out? How many people can we get out? Can we do anything to save? Stay- and I mean, we know it was a losing battle,
2: right? Uh,
1: but they, they had the bravery to stay, stay in the fight and get out, get as many people out of there as possible. Um, and it's just, I mean, obviously we know it's incredibly inspiring. Uh, you know, I get goosebumps thinking about it.
2: And we so, just, we both yeah. Just- what about when you're in stairs now or like that high rise did does it ever cross your mind when you're in stairs like I for some reason and I I know where I was and I know at my age and I know that day and now I I travel a lot or I'm in different buildings in my career I'm in a lot of different buildings but I always think about those things and stairwells and and how I'm looking for my exits and do things work so yeah if you're ever like you know in, in certain situations where I know the drive and the fight is still there for you. Obviously, you're you're in this to do the, to do it and to save the folks. But I just wonder if it ever crosses your mind, especially now after being really fresh in your first few weeks. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's.
1: I feel like um, just <laughs> I'm young and I'm dumb. You know, don't know a whole lot. Uh, I you know I they they tell me to pull that hose over there, do this thing, open this hole. I go and do it. That's you know that my my field of view is is about this big right now. And so, you know, as more experience I get, the more comfortable I think I will become, at least that's what has been communicated to me um, from the guys that have, you know, decades on the department. Um, You know, they say that that experience, that knowledge will come. But yeah, it is in the back of my mind uh, that that danger and that, you know, that fear. I mean, I, you know, I work in a large metropolitan city and in down in a downtown area. And so I, I mean, I'm driving into work, looking at these high rises thinking, okay, is today the day that something like September 11th happens again here, you know? So it's, it's always, it's in my, it's in my head all the
2: time. Yeah. There's always a cognization and awareness to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to be macabre at all, but just given the, you know, Mm -hmm. given the topics of conversation, I wanted to ask one more question if I could, do you want to be, you know, a Lieutenant or do you want to be a captain? Do you have a battalion chief engineer? Do you have a goal? um
1: yeah i mean right now i'm just trying to be like the best firefighter and paramedic i can be that's really my all i can focus on at this moment
0: damn it (laughs) (laughs) but i wondered
2: like what did your dad did your did your dad have a specific rank
1: yeah so he he retired as a battalion chief oh wonderful yeah um Mm -hmm. uh, and i think I think if I could choose, if I could, you know, pick how I could end my career, I think I would try to end as a captain oh, um, right below battalion chief. I saw it's a difficult position, battalion chief. You're managing a lot of people, uh, a lot more administrative work. Yes, that's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> and right now being, you know, being young, full of energy, that doesn't sound very appealing sitting at a desk thinking, you know, and different battalion chiefs do different things. I, I will not speak, can't speak to all of them, but uh um, you know that that captain level seems to be like a real sweet spot, um, so that's, that's my aim, I think, to get to Captain.
2: Well, good, good. That's all good stuff. I've had a lot of questions. Sorry. as, <laughs> as you no, as, no problem.
0: as you grow in your career, that might that vision might change. Oh,
2: yeah,
1: I'm sure it will. You may want to sit
0: down a minute.
1: you may want yeah, maybe
2: you <laughs> may want
0: to stop being the yeah. you know the
2: go for a minute,
0: yeah,. yeah. <laughs> As a hygienist, there's a lot of wear and tear on my back and my neck, mm-hmm. wrist, mm-hmm. and I've been in the business now for 20 years, and it does kind of come into the back of my head, like, how do I get out of the clinical game, or phase myself out? What can I do to get out of the wear and tear because my body is starting to to feel to feel it, yeah.
2: We don't stay 27
0: don't stay. <laughs> yes. it's all in the mind right, <laughs> kind
2: of like, right. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: but actually firefighters have to stay like in really good shape right yeah definitely. definitely do you guys have physicals that that you if you don't pass you can't play or yeah
1: a- so the department i work for is currently trying to implement one of those programs um, and so something that they're doing for us now is the row test. So it's a 2000 meter row. Um, and it's been, it's been the Texas department of public safety has been using it for a long time. And so there's a metric, you know, you have to hit 80% of what your age and your height and weight, I think are the two, three metrics that they go for. And the 80% of, I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, it's like you're the the 80th percentile, that's what it's called, okay. of, of people and with your age and your height and your weight, um, you know, what's the 80th percent of the, the, their times, so right. right now, there's, you, there, you just have to, you get a baseline time, and there is a coordinator that will work with you, kind of strategize how you can improve your time if you're below that 80 percent mark, but I believe eventually, if you hit that below 80 percent, then you will be placed on light duty until you can hit mm. the uh, 80%. So
2: Goodness. Well, you talked about age and like age and size and, you know, the 80th percentile. I'm curious um, to know the youngest you can be a firefighter and the latest age that you would need to exit the industry or to go volunteer. So, yeah,
1: it's a great question. Um, we, the EMT intern at our station is 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just got hired on at the fire department. I, <laughs> I guess I, for the city I work for, it's, you have to be 18 and have a certain amount of college credit. Um, but yeah, that's the youngest I've heard get hired on in our department. Um, I know some departments, some volunteer departments can, you can volunteer as early as 16, I believe.
2: Well, uh, the exit age, like I know pilots right now at 65 and there's, uh, efforts to push that to 67, just given the. There's such a disparity, and the boomers mm-hmm. exiting, the you know mm-hmm. the are exiting, and there's not enough between. So, is it 45? Is it 49? 60? Oh know?
1: no, it's. I mean, it's. I mean, you, We've got. We. The department I'm working for has a battalion chief that is in his 70s right now.
2: Does he still get on the truck though? And does he still fight fire?
1: Well, I mean, this guy is a tough hombre, and uh, that that fire I was telling you about earlier. On the 12th floor, he was up there. He okay. walked all those stairs with his gear on with everybody else. And uh that that is uh one salty dude, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you I know, like I, I think if to my if I could keep up with him, I'll be doing okay.
2: <laughs> That's great. What a what a high compliment. That's great.
0: Yeah. Lots of questions I have. So I don't wanna
2: <laughs> I don't wanna take up all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah. No. Well I have a daughter, I have two daughters her uh-huh. younger daughter, she is taking an EMT class now in oh, high school. And she'll be riding on on a truck with with you guys. Oh, I don't really? know which station, but she'll be there. She might meet you. on an ambulance. That's exciting. Yeah. 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 She's very excited. Yeah. And uh she'll do her rotations, her clinicals and rotations. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's that's exactly what she's gonna be doing. And then by the time she graduates high school, she'll be. certified emt
1: what a cool opportunity to be able to get that taken care of while you're still in high school that's awesome
2: yeah yeah Uh, because she'll be able to hopefully bridge that if she wanted
0: to continue mm -hmm. on and maybe even bridge to nursing quicker
2: yeah Yeah, if she wanted
0: she wants to be a surgeon actually does she she really yeah yeah wow awesome i don't know where she's going to go to college but (laughs) so lucky whoever gets her maybe she'll be a dental surgeon i can get there you go I tried to get her into my business. She doesn't want it. She doesn't. (laughs) I try. Well, I. what's your favorite movie? Your favorite firefighting movie?
1: I think for me, it's got to be Backdraft. Uh, I just, I love that movie. It's the first real firefighting movie I saw. And I just, I didn't actually see it until I was about halfway through my firefighter training with the city I'm in now so uh you know watching that movie and like hearing like you know the training like oh this is how fire behaves and seeing just the moot Hollywood effects of it it is hilarious but it's awesome all at the same time
0: it's not accurate (laughs) I mean if it's on
2: tv
1: yeah I mean right come on you got to believe what you see that's so right. No, but it it's just really funny. And, you know, they, uh, there's a scene at the very beginning where they, all the guys in their academy class are at this bar and they get their station assignments and they're like, oh, let's go. I got this station. I got this station. And it's funny because we, you know, when we, we got, we were all, you know, kind of getting to pick where we wanted to go. Um, uh, around the same time and it's like oh mark that station off the board you know just kind of some similarities there it, it was it was really fun so it's such a cool movie
2: <laughs> oh it is a good one did you see the movie I don't, I don't know if you guys know the name of it uh, I think it's Mark Wahlberg the actor but it's about the oil spill um, down there on the gulf and then there's a lot of fire there's a lot of fire I didn't fire. get to see that movie hmm. I'll have to was figure it, that out and send it to you was it good did you like it Oh, it's really good. And it was interesting just from my perspective. All right. I got to look it up. It's a really good one. It's about the, uh, the oil spill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Let's see. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. You could probably just like oil spill Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I mean, it's something else. So it's
0: called Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. She's looking.
2: Movie. Uh,
0: movie. Let's see what it is. Deep Horizon, Deep Water, oh. Deep Water Horizon. Deep That's water. a water water horizon.
2: horizon. You got to watch that if you haven't okay. seen it. It's yeah. so oh good. I may actually Netflix that tonight or something.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll maybe watch it together. There we go. <laughs> a lot of fire in that. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fire. And I, I'm a fan of Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. They make you do you know
2: PT there on the station or do you guys in like habit do you guys do your push-ups or do you do you come in or do you leave seeing guys doing warm-up or bench pressing or working out at all there on site at the station? Yeah
1: so everyone does it a little different. Some people show up early work out there some people will work out uh, after the shift is over the next morning um you know I see some guys because it's such a busy station they will just you know get a few reps in in between calls you know they'll just do you know get a few reps on the bench all right I'm good for now you know wait till after the next call get you know do some pull-ups here and there um you know and then there's some other dedicated guys that are just working out all day
2: (laughs) sure um how did well I was going to say you weren't you you weren't fighting fire I wondered if even the protocols that are in place now just with regard to the pandemic and how that impacted the lives of, of firefighters in their role and in going into homes because you guys respond first and then you go into homes to fight fire and to do other things so are you still following certain protocol or have some things just changed over the last three years since you came on board oh gosh
0: wait, wait wait and even when you're tr- with your training I'm sure oh, yeah. the pandemic interrupted the mm-hmm. way that had to train as a firefighter
1: yeah so when I got on I was hired in April of 2021 so just right in the middle of it of it and so you know we were six feet apart masks on all the time there was even talk of they wanted to have us wear masks while we were running working out outside but <laughs> that, that didn't happen thankfully <laughs> but we had to have booty much had to have a mask with us at all times just so, you know to put on um you know as time went on things got a little bit more relaxed and you know from what i hear from the guys that were out in the field during covid i mean it was just horrible for them i mean they were the guys on the ambulance You know, they would have to, they would have one guy outside the house, only one guy would go in. So just in case it was, you know, they got exposed, you know, not both of them were exposed. You know, if they, once they went to the hospital, they came back, they had to take off their clothes, change, completely change clothes, disinfect the entire ambulance, you know, in between each patient. And whenever you're having 20 plus runs a shift, I mean, gosh, that's a huge time commitment. I mean, you're just not getting any time. Uh, to you know to eat a meal or to just to <laughs> take a breath. Um so thank I'm really thankful that that is not necessarily the case anymore. Those standards uh and precautions have significantly uh, declined. Um so
2: right as things have yeah changed. Yeah I had another question on the top of my mind and it's related, but
0: she's I, got so many good questions, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm
0: why I needed you as my co-host, Sandy, because I am just a normal person. And I'm not. She's not. <laughs> in a fantastic, way. In a fantastic way. So uh, yeah, that's uh, me. I'm not normal. Okay. Well, while she's speaking of that question, let me ask you, is there anything that stands out in your mind that you want the listeners to know about public safety regarding firefighting? Is there anything that we can do to help you guys?
1: Yeah, okay, so one of the most dangerous things I see civilian citizens doing all the time, if they're in a car accident or their their car breaks down on the side of the highway, they're out trying to change their tire on the highway. Or they're just they're just standing on their back bumper waiting for the tow truck. Do not do that. Stay in your car. Call roadside assistance, call a 911, whatever you need to do. Get somebody to block behind you because that is just a huge risk. You know, we see, I mean, I'm very new on the department, it's gone on several calls already of people changing a tire on the side of the highway and getting hit by another car. Distracted driver, drunk driver, texting, doesn't matter. Uh, it just happens. And so stay in your car, just wait, it's okay. You're much more safe, safe in the car than outside the car.
2: That's good. That's, really good. I remember my questions. There's two, it's a two-fold or two-part question. We know that fire stations are safe places and they're des- designated as safe places. So while you've been working with this department or is there a story that you've been told or experienced where a situation has happened? A, a child has been left or dropped off, a baby, an infant, as, as something of the safe place you know, world. And how does that, what, what happens?
1: You know, I, I haven't experienced it. I, and I even, haven't even heard of any stories uh, mm. of people dropping off babies. I'm sure it's happened. Um, I just haven't encountered it yet at this point.
0: I tried to drop my daughter off. Please I- <laughs> take my teenager. right? <laughs> it's it is funny, but it's, you know, we know it's, it's
2: not, but it, it's actually such an incredible thing that they can trust at the fire station. Yeah. No, and it's just here, you know, here, whatever. We don't mm. know. So I thought that was It's a it's a little bit of a funny question, but I thought it was.
1: uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a really. It's a great thing that the fire department and the fire service in general has become a safe place for people, that are in a horrible situation. You know, they got this child that they can't take care of, or they're, maybe they're running from an abusive person. Right. Um, There could be any number of situations. Um, but just that they they have an option there that is the that is your local fire station uh, to drop that child off Um, as far as what would happen afterwards I mean we're probably going to be calling child protective services yeah get that ball rolling get them a social worker I mean obviously if they're depending on the age of the child is going to determine you know kind of different steps
2: are you, world are you making notes to take back to go like i got to figure out what the sops are here What's
1: yes this- that's okay. exactly right i'm sure there are we've got an sop for every single event
0: <laughs> I <can't figure laughs> right. okay i was like what is an sop yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
2: My, okay so my other question was do you around the station where you're where you're working you know do you have like the local yokel that's like hey guys, always around or do you have like the cookie bringer every Tuesday or is, <laughs> that, is there so many people who are either inadvertently a nuisance right trying to be friendly or they're actually <laughs> people who are truly supportive and every holiday are trying to bring things by do you have have you experienced any of those um we had uh
1: Tiff's treats came by at like eleven PM on a Tuesday one time and just I don't know if they were just gonna throw these cookies away or whatnot, but it was, you know, brownies, cookies, just you know, everything that you could think of, just so many sweets. And they brought them by just wanted to say thank you. So it was just really kind and uh I think they're I mean, they're just like down the block. So it's you know, not too far away and um I've-
0: Did you, did you like the sandwich that I brought for you? (laughs) Did you
1: bring, did you bring the firehouse subs?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. I ate them. I ate them the day after that you came. We had them for, for lunch the next day. It was great.
0: They left you some, (laughs) right? Yeah,
1: I know there were some left. It was great.
0: (laughs) There should have been. Well, I had enough for all three ships. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had delivered to each fire station. Which was eleven fire stations, oh, a total of three hundred sixty-one meals. Wow, that's incredible. And that then, each, and then each fire station got three hundred dollars. So wow. you need to ask your where. What did the yeah. three hundred benefit? Where did it benefit me? What yeah, I- um, <laughs> three hundred dollars. You could buy a new pot, a new. You I could buy a few things. Yeah, groceries. You know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, well.
2: Anyway, this, yeah, I just wondered, or like, is there a neighbor that, you know, the fence backs up to the property and he's like, Hey, what's going on over there? Back in my day, you know, I just wondered, or some strange, you know, people. And I know for, from my experience that sometimes people show up to the fire station with an emergency. Yes. Yeah. That has happened several times. I can't breathe or whatever it is because they come, you're the safe place and it's just, you're my first stop and you can get us stabilized until we go on to the trauma center or wherever we need to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's happened a number of times. So yeah.
0: Wait, his station is uh without giving away too much, it's it's down downtown in a more businessy place. So that's okay though. You still and have, there's yeah. to- there's tourists that probably are around there because there's like museums and whatever in that area. So, so yeah.
1: and there is a large homeless population. There's a well.
0: very
2: large homeless population. Um, so you probably see a lot of that. I mean, I don't know if you have door knockers or, you know, mm-hmm. hands out or
0: whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and one of the traditions that our department does is we have one person that takes watch during the night. So they will sleep in the kind of the watch, watch area. So it has the computer, Um, you know, you have a place where you can ring the bells out to say, you know, hey, the the ambulance has a run or the engine has a run. You ring ring the bells and you're keeping security over the station, making sure, oh, somebody knocked on the door. All right, we need to get somebody to, let's go, you know, let's be awake to be able to help this person. In whatever
2: capacity, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever's at the door. Okay, the other question I didn't ask you earlier for the listeners and those who may not understand, um, and it may not be this case anymore, but I, I think it might. When the tones go off, Do you have different tones for different types of calls? So when it's like neener, it's one, but it's like, it's another call. Like that is not the best tone. (laughs) I loved it. I thought it was great. Are you like three or is it two, but are there different tones? So you know that you have a wreck, an unconscious or something each call that comes in.
1: our our system is the same bells every time it's just or high low it's just a high low tone something like that mm-hmm. and then there is a like computer voice that tells what the call type is and the you address that you don't have um different tones no no now growing up when i would go to the station where my dad was working their department had that so yeah. it was it was like high low it was like the engine or if it was like low oh, yeah it's is it the rescue you know whatever so
2: fucking 10 codes so it's like we have a 1023 I'm 1023 108 I'm free and available. no
1: we we do not do that at yeah. all um they tried um to they're trying to get rid of that wow. uh, and um so because they want it to be and this all came from 911 actually um where you know they have got different agencies talking to each other Oh, my 10-3 means this, but my 10-3 means, you know, a different, something else. And yeah. so now we are just trying to talk in, in plain text, just simple language. Of, know,
0: what I've been at the station when they've had a, a tone, as you say, and it's like, uh, I forgot what they say, let's roll or whatever. Well, a uh, shotgun wound at whatever gsw to yeah Yeah, But
2: i'm curious though just because of all the people who are scanning your talk, if you you know if there was some other kind of just a universal code around the nation or the world that was implemented so that the civilians don't always know what you're working on and yeah we've
1: got a couple uh we call them signals so it's a signal this a signal that um there's only i can only think of like three or four i'm sure that there's are many more um but you know in the case where you know we want to get police there without just announcing to everyone on this on the scene hey let's get police here you know we can say can you know can we get code blue or something like that
0: (laughs) right
2: pretty soon you'll have them like all tattooed here to
0: remember right (laughs) let's look do you have any tattoos
1: no, I, I'm really excited. I want to get some. Okay. Uh, like, boy, I don't have any tattoos. Not yet,
0: say not yet
1: but you'll have a probably a half
2: sleeve. Yeah, I'm, right? I,
1: I want to get a sleeve eventually. So,
2: <laughs> he's got tattoos. I, okay. um, yeah, mine are my legs are tattooed. I have uh, leggings, not socks. Oh, cool. leggings. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. yeah, it started with just one or two after too many beers one night with a girlfriend. We decided to get a tattoo, and now it's turned into. I don't know, a magazine on, you know, on my life. That's really cool, though. I know. I'm sure it's like each little thing has a different story and different
1: meaning. So it's really neat.
0: I only have one tattoo. It's not.
1: What's your tattoo?
0: It's it, it it's a it's really interesting, and I don't know how they did it. <laughs> it's a it's a. It's I don't, a, don't know if you can see. It's it. a crown on her. It's I, it's a it's a molar with wings and a halo on my tooth. Honor, really. <laughs>
1: that's cool. I've never heard of that before that's yeah. really neat
0: yeah not
2: not me she doesn't have any like gold or anything or anything going on in her grill <laughs> <She Yeah>. should...
0: <laughs> well I just want to say thank you so much Matt for spending time with us today it's been fun it has been fun and uh and interesting like so interesting. many new things I mean things we wish
2: wouldn't know We we don't know
0: yeah so, and it's fun to hear your perspective as such a, a new firefighter, a rookie, as they say. It's five years. You're considered a rookie for five years, correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I got I got some ways to go.
0: <laughs> go by just like that. Yeah. We wish you uh, safety and a long career. And thank you so much. Make chief. You need to aim. <laughs> well, when you get captain, you have to reach back
2: out and say, where are those girls that did that?
0: Yeah, yeah really- right. Well
1: it's going to be the fuel the firefighters is going to be a nationwide organization by that time. So I would
0: really hope so cuz I I you guys just deserve so much appreciation more so than I feel that you get now and uh or at least more organized appreciation more than just tips treats because you guys are conscious (laughs) but we
2: love that some that tips but yes that that was
0: nice to think yeah and we don't know like right we don't know who all drops what everywhere and so
2: all of those efforts in concert are amazing yeah but the organized effort where some things could be put together is also great
0: yeah so uh all right. Well, thank you so much for your time again. And uh, next, next show, we're actually going to have two firefighters. Mm, all uh, right. So yes, well, another rookie with, with a lieutenant. Should oh, be interesting. That'll oh, that'll
1: be a, be a fun good. one.
0: I heard one of them is single.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got to let me know who they are. I'll put it in a good word for you.
0: Okay. <laughs> Which one of us? <laughs>
1: <I know. laughs> Who's asking? I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> we both right, are in. Right. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll probably be posting some of this interview on YouTube. So, and then somebody can go to uh, wherever on the screen to hopefully subscribe to Fuel the Firefighters podcast. And please, again, Donate to uh, the nonprofit, Fuel the Firefighters. And, and oh, and you can also find us, yes, on Instagram and Facebook. And then yes. the website's pretty and easy. And the website is easy. It's org. So that's great. Yes. Well, thank you so much for, for coming again, Matt. And thank you for listening uh, to the podcast, everyone. Thanks
1: thank for your you. time, guys. This was really fun
0: absolutely thank you. thank you so much a have a great rest of the weekend
2: hopefully you're off when did you are you back on tomorrow or are you just yeah now? I'm back on tomorrow well okay. have a safe shift yeah. thank you thank you so All much right.
0: All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. as a bonus for our supporters please listen for the trumpet solo featuring Matt Heron and now here's the OSC Jazz Band room stay safe out there firefighters